Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. A uh, couple of things to go through. So to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, start off with some injury and uh, illness uh, news. At uh, day one last weekend, uh, Drew McIntyre, he was uh, jumped after his match by uh, Corbin and Matt Catmoss. This was to write him off TV because uh, he's uh, Drew McIntyre has actually been dealing with neck issues since 2016, and so now he's just going to take some time off to get that taken care of. So uh, we'll we'll see uh, how long it takes him to get back. So we wish him luck on that. Uh, Roman Reigns has been cleared. Uh, from his COVID, uh, obviously he was on SmackDown last night. Uh, speaking of, and also speaking of COVID, tonight is uh, Impact Wrestling's having their Hard to Kill pay per view. The inspiration have been pulled from the car because of the, uh, they they had COVID exposure. Like we were talking earlier, uh, if you were watching uh, our watch along of Battle of the Belts, Cody Rose was pulled from his match 
uh, tonight against Sammy because of uh, what they call medical protocols, which I'm assuming is COVID related. And that may, and, and that may be true because also this week, uh, Nick, uh, Matt Jackson and Brandon Keller both tested positive. And so since, since, um, Matt tested positive, that means Nick was out too. That's why you didn't see them on Dynamite this week. <clears throat> so we wish them all, uh, speedy recovery. In a, a surprising move, and maybe not so surprising because we know the situation that they're in. Last night on SmackDown, WWE, they spoiled some uh, some of the participants in the coming up in the women's Royal Rumble at the end of the month. Uh, some you know legends like uh, Lita and and the Bellas, uh, Summer Rae. Michelle McCool, some race not a legend, but Michelle McCool. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But the su- a surprising name that that they added was current Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James. Now this seemed odd because WWE they they don't like playing with other promotions, but apparently they've made an agreement to let uh, Mickey James appear in, in the Rumble. Uh, obviously, this is because they don't have a lot of women to to cover a full 30-woman Rumble. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I know that uh, they've uh, backstage, they've, they've apologized to Mickey James the way she was treated when she was released uh, by having her, her Belongings sent to her in the trash bag. The guy who 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 did that, Mark Carano, is no longer with the company. So she had no, has no problem making an appearance now. Since they did have an agreement, I wonder if they're actually going to mention her as the Impact Knockouts champion at the Rumble. Probably, not. I would think they will. Because I don't think they will. I, I think they will. If they had an agreement, you know, that they, they might they might do that. They might even show the impact logo. You know. No, I think they, do that. I don't think no other go, company get their name in hitters pay per view. What are you talking about? Well <laughs> I, I'm Sammy Sammy Zane mentioned AEW one time. <laughs> but yeah. that was off script. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and the reason I think they will is they've already mentioned it. So yeah. why not just you already brought it up, you already acknowledge it. So fucking just go with it, man. It's it's <clears throat> it's stupid to not do it now because you already did it. So yeah, I think they will. Now I it remains to be seen if they're gonna if, if this is this is all they're doing with impact or if this is gonna start the the seeds of a working relationship <clears throat> I doubt it but I if, highly doubt it but yeah. 
Impact has said that so far they are the company that has worked with pretty much everybody. And 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 that's true because they still have a relationship with New Japan. Uh, they currently aren't working with AEW, but they have in the past, and they've also also worked with Ring of Honor. So, and they work with with a Triple A as as well. Yeah. So, I don't know how a working relationship could work here because. WWE is very petty. Yes. <laughs> we know very that. petty as as we'll be discussing soon. Yeah. So if they want to call it a working relationship, that fine. That's fine. But it's it's a one-way street there. <clears throat> Impact is not gonna get much from it, so they need to keep that in mind. So uh, uh, I, I I know uh, we haven't watched NXT a lot lately because since the 2.0 rebrand, uh, but apparently uh, Matt Riddle has been on NXT 2.0 with uh, in vignettes with MSK. He's uh, apparently he's their they're calling it their shaman, <laughs> which which. Uh, Somehow has has something to do with weed. Mm. So that's that's Matt Riddle's thing. But uh, uh, apparently, this spot was supposed to be saved for Jeff Hardy. But they released him, so so uh, Riddle took over. Yeah. Well, we all. Well, I don't know if we all know. Like, I don't know much about this shit, but. A shaman is supposedly on a higher level. So <laughs> yes. So that, a higher level. So that is about the connection they have made. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got talked into an NXT watch along this week. So I did watch it. <sighs> Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about more about what happened on Tuesday because I <clears throat> I have some some thoughts. Yeah, same here. It's it's yeah. not the best of thoughts, but they are yeah. thoughts. All right. Uh, this past week in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they had Wrestle Kingdom sixteen uh, nights one and two took place on. Tuesday and, and Wednesday from the Tokyo Dome in in uh, Japan. I'm just I I, I saw both uh, both nights. I mean I didn't see them at night because I'm not I'm not watching it at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I saw it in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. uh, they they were good good events for for what they were. Uh, the, they didn't have too too big of a, a crowd. I mean, they had the crowd in the the double digits as far as in, in the thousands. Again, in again in Japan with the COVID restrictions, they're not allowed to cheer or, or make any noise. They can only slap and stomp their feet. 
so here's some of the highlights. Uh, night one, we saw uh, the uh, what they call a rainbow, which is their version of a like a Royal Rumble for the the King of Pro Wrestling uh, qualifying for the provisional uh, title. Uh, we had 20 men uh, elimination happened with. Interesting, you got eliminated if you were thrown over the top rope, but also if you were pinned, submitted, or disqualified. <clears throat> we had a few surprises in there. We had uh, uh, the the New Japan return of Takamichi Noku, which he hadn't been around a couple, for a couple of years. Uh, also, uh, 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, one of the wrestlers that came out was Tatsumi Fujinami. And then 2021, Tatsumi Fujinami celebrated his 50th year in professional wrestling. He was on the very first New Japan show back in 1972. He's 68 years old, and he entered, he entered this, this match. <laughs> and and he, he actually he put on a good showing, uh, uh, and we also had uh, an appearance by uh, Shima from uh, Strong Hearts, who he's appeared for AEW in the past. And the the, the way this match works is the, the last four in the ring qualify for a a, a four way match on night two to determine the. The, the KLPW uh, provisional champion. And once again, Toru Yanu, who's won it the last two years, got in the four way without having to get in the ring because he was the last one coming down. And there were, <clears throat> there were six guys in the ring. Fujinami was one of them. Fujinami had another guy in, in a figure four. And uh, you also had uh, Shima, Minoru Suzuki, and Chase Chase Owens in there. Chase, I think it was Chase, yeah, Chase Owens and Shima. While <laughs> Fujinami was doing the figure four, they pinned both Fujinami and the other guy at the same time <laughs> while they while while he was in the figure four. It was a good spot. <laughs> So, so that means that eliminated the two of them. So you had uh, Chase Owens, Shima, uh, Minoru Suzuki, and Toru Yanni were uh, in, in the uh, four-way in night two. Night one, we also saw El Desperado successfully defend the, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against... Uh, the winner of the best of Super Juniors, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. And the main event in uh, a match that went over 30 minutes, we saw Okada defeat Shingo Sakagi for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. After that, after the match, uh, Will Ospreay came into the ring, challenged, challenged him for, for night, Okada for night two to find out who who the the real champion was. Mm-hmm. So 
So as for night two, uh, the winner of that four-way and is the provisional uh, uh, KLPW champion is uh, was Minoru Suzuki. <coughs> now this means that this title is defended all year long, and whoever is the, the last champion at the end of the year is wins a, a, the uh, the the title the trophy for the year. So he'll begin as as the champion of that. Uh, also, we had uh, the the team called the Flying Dragons, which was uh, Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles. They they defended the they successfully defended the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. And in a what I'm going to call an insanely violent no DQ match, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kenta for the the United uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Title. Uh, th- this was, um, you know, it was a a typical hardcore match. You had all the uh, the weapon spots, and Tanahashi at one point threw like. Ten chairs in the ring from here, from uh, from under the ring. They went through tables. Uh, Tanahashi pulled out this huge ladder that's taller than any ladder I'd seen in WWE. It's one of those ladders they used to to put up the lighting rig, mm-hmm. and it's so big that you need more than one person to set it up, but. <laughs> Tanahashi did his best to, to set it up himself. Uh, I don't think he set it up all the way, but he, but he but he did. Uh, he got all the way up to the top. Did his top rope move, which is called the. Uh, I, I think it's called the. The high the high flow, uh, something to that effect. Uh, through Kenta through a table, to win the title. It was a good match. I I would uh, recommend going out and finding that. <clears throat> and the main event we saw, uh, Will Osprey uh, Okada did defeat Will Osprey uh, with the, the Rainmaker in another uh, another thirty minute plus match. Uh, Will Osprey he he kicked out of. Of some of uh, Okada's uh, signature moves, I know uh, Will Osprey was copied Okada's moves. Trying to do that, at one point Will Osprey he reversed a Tombstone Power Driver with his own Tombstone Power Driver, which I, I, that's a spot I know I've, I've seen them do a few times, and and it's that's that's cool how they how they can pull that off because that, that that's hard to do because you know you're upside down in the tombstone it's yeah. hard to re, it's hard to recover from that and make the other guy go upside down i mean well i mean you have to really work work together on, on that spot yeah i've seen it happen a couple of times but like you said it's very it's a very difficult thing to pull off because of the positioning, but 
yeah, to those that have done it, it's fucking amazing. But uh, oh, oh God, I did, uh, I did retain. <clears throat> so that was that. Uh, that was Wrestle Kingdom, sixteen for twenty twenty two. Now, one thing that see, uh, I I watch these events on in JPW World, which is uh, like their version of WWE Network. Uh, it's it's. It's kind of expensive. I, I pay uh, per month. I pay uh, nine hundred ninety nine yen, which is only it, oh, it, no, it's, it's only it's less than nine dollars a month. <laughs> but but it's it's advertising nine hundred ninety nine yen. Uh, but uh, beginning March third, you you'll once again be able to see New Japan Pro Wrestling here in the United States. They're coming back to Access, Access TV that we on right after Impact uh, on Thursdays again, starting March third. So maybe they they might they might show uh, uh, matches from this year's Wrestle Kingdom. They um, the thing about New Japan is they're not like U.S. wrestling that has weekly TV shows. They have events that they televise. Uh, several times a, a, a month. Uh, so, what they what they'll probably do, which is what they used to do when they had the show before, they'll they'll split these events up uh, into one hour increments. So, it, eventually, you'll be able to see the whole whole the event. I know uh, Freddie and I did go to a. The first night of the the G one back in 2019, they had it here in Dallas, and that that was live on Access, just because wow. they were in in the U S. and they had a, it it was a, uh, it was a good hour that they could show it on the Saturday night. So again, the March third, uh, Access TV. So look forward to that. And all I'm gonna say about the one we saw is Lance Archer. Will Osprey, holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, and and that's and that's also still on New Japan World. Yes, <laughs> I've seen it many times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now let's go on to our discussion point of the week, and we got a lot to discuss about this. So. WWE are not starting the year off right. They they started the year just like the end of the year with releases. Last week was Tony Storm. This week they did a what some people were referring to as a purge of NXT. As far as the NXT we used to know, uh, they let go several uh, backstage producers and coaches. Uh, let me go through some of the names. <clears throat> these two these two guys were, they used to be considered talent, but WWE considered them coaches now. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Danny Burch, uh, which they hadn't been on, seen on TV since the 2.0 launch. But they had been working uh, at the Performance Center 
as coaches, which I don't I, I don't know why they did that because they're both they're only in their mid thirties. They still have they still have lots of years left. But you know, now they can they can go off and wrestle again. Other trainers were uh, a former wrestler, Ace Steele, and another uh, former wrestler, uh, Kathy Carino, who, by the way, Kathy Carino just up, uh, uprooted her whole family to Florida, and she was released on her kid's first day of school. Way to go, WWE. Uh, We'll we'll just we'll discuss all these in, in a minute. I'm just going to go through the list. Uh, we also saw two uh, executives that were let go. Uh, the senior vice president of consumer products, Sarah Cummings, uh, and also uh, another uh, another senior vice president, Dave Kapoor, which uh, a lot of you re- would remember. Uh, as Ranjan Singh, who used to manage the Great Khali, mm-hmm. which that came as a surprise because I know he was a he was a, a, a Stephanie McMahon uh, guy. He'd been with the company for a long time. Also, two writers, uh, Ryan Katz and uh, George uh, George Carroll, who. Uh, Ryan Cass was very active in the creative aspect of NXT, uh, writing the promos. And now the bigger names. And I guess probably the only talent on this list is Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe has been let go from the company for the second time in nine months. Also gone backstage producer... uh, Road Dog, uh, Brian James, and longtime on-screen talent, been with the company since ni- 1998. Started as a wrestler, who were also worked backstage with the with the talent, William Regal. Now, a, a lot of people were saying that. That the reason these these cuts happened was because these were quote Triple H guys and WWE is still uh, punishing Triple H for losing to to AEW in the ratings, which this is what I was talking about earlier. How WWE is petty. Uh, they released a statement saying that uh, that these cuts were necessary with the. Uh, the evolution of uh, NXT 2.0, and yeah, what that what what they mean by that is that yeah, these these people were used to be part of the original NXT that we don't do anymore, so we don't need them. So let's just get get rid of. Them. <clears throat> I, I know, I know, Ready, I know you have a lot to say about this. So before I get into it, yeah. I, I just have to go to Drew first. And I know he's been down on it. He no longer loves the product he used to love the most. And, and it's like that with a lot of people, too. Yeah. it's uh, Mostly everybody feels the same way. 
especially right now. So I, I just wanted to get his thoughts on Regal getting released as well as Samoa Joe again. Two point oh killed NXT for me, and <laughs> these guys that they're releasing now built it. I think they're just trying to get rid of everything that has Triple H on it because they know if the guys in charge now, besides Vince, know that when Triple H takes over, he's getting rid of all of them, so they're going to get rid of his guys first. That way, <laughs> that's what I think is happening. Yeah. Because I know they they know they can't get rid of Triple H because he's Vince's son-in-law. So they're getting rid of all his guys while he's not there recovering from his whatever, his yeah. medical issues. Yeah. That way, because they know if, if when he ever takes over, he's going to get rid of all of them because they killed the product. <laughs> so they're just trying to beat him to the punch. That's my feeling on what's happening with NXT. But that's well, that's if Triple H sticks around because now there's pretty much nothing left for, for Triple H in WWE. I mean, all he has left as far as like like friends that that he works with, besides talent on the main roster, is Shawn Michaels, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, and you know all the talent, all the talent right now that's on the main roster, with the event, uh, exception of a few guys, you know Randy Orton, Edge. Uh, I think maybe the the Usos, Sheamus. Uh, most of the other guys and girls came from NXT, mm -hmm. and and they all you know they all uh, work with Triple H. So I mean he has that, but as far as NXT is, itself, there's nothing left except Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to wonder if how much longer is Triple H going to be there, even if even if he is married to to the chief brand officer and the, the boss's daughter. And yeah, I mean, a person can only take so much. Yeah. And with these last bit of releases, like you said, it's pushing everybody out that Triple H praised. And what, what is what is there left for him to come back to? Nobody. See, that's he what they're doing. Awesome. So he goes away to try to get rid of him. Yeah. So and Get rid of all his friends and his. There's nothing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. What I'm trying to get to is everybody's wondering what kind of position he's going to come back to, what his official title is going to be when he comes back, because we don't know what it's going to be. That's not even up to him. That's ultimately a Vince choice now. Yeah. So. With everybody gone, if I was him, like the relationship is fucked anyways. From what we're hearing, there's a lot of tension there between the family 
So, fuck it. Cut your losses. Like, you've lost a lot in this last six months. Yeah, uh, and, you know, he went he went down with his illness back in early September, which is when all the changes for NXT started. So, and we are buffering. Yeah, all, all the changes started happening <coughs> when he was gone. So, right. without him there to oversee all of that shit that was going on, it... it it's probably kept them away even longer because it doesn't help his recovery. Yet. There's nothing for him to come back to. And like I said, the relationship within the family isn't the best. So I think it's time for you to get out. A lot of people are calling for it. There is a lot of talent out there. And we all know Triple H has the money to do this shit. He doesn't have to go in it alone. He can go into it with Sean. Like, they're the best of friends. He can go into it with Sean. I'm pretty sure some other people would like to go into it with him. By Ring of Honor. Bring in the people that have been let go. Do your thing. He has respect on his name. And if anybody can do it, he can do it. So, yeah, it's fucked, man. I, I think he I think he should work his way out because he's not going to get respected when, he's, when he comes back. Vince is going to see it as a sign of weakness, even though it is his son-in-law, for what he went through and him being ill and all that. So, I, I'm I'm so worn out with this situation because it, it's even though we aren't directly linked to WWE or anything, we are the fans. Like we we've said it many times, we are the ones that have been sticking with this company through the good and the bad a lot of good at first and then a lot of bad in the end. And I just don't think there's anything there that's going to keep Triple H happy. So, for the sake of his health, I think he needs to get out. I know a lot of people have messaged him. Johnny has messaged him. I've messaged him. He just needs to get the fuck out. Do it for his health. Do it for his friends. Do it for everybody that's stuck behind him. And that has been and that have been unjustly let go. Like you could do so much with those people. And I, I think that's just that's just what needs to be done here. Him to separate. From the situation, take whoever he needs to take with him and just start his own company. And he yeah. would fucking dominate. So yeah, he would. Yeah, I'm, I, I thought I was gonna have a little bit more rage going into that. But 
I'm just worn out with the whole damn thing. And just to end it for me, I, I just feel bad for Samoa Joe. Like, this yeah. guy is out there at WrestleMania standing in the fucking rain. The biggest badass you have in your company in a fucking <laughs> yellow poncho. Yes, they have him wearing a poncho. Then you release him the next day. Yeah. Yeah, or the week. The first time. Yeah. And you bring him back to who knows what kind of false ass promises. And he does a little bit with NXT. He does his shit in the back. But ultimately you ultimately you let him go again. And with the people that uprooted their family just to be let go like that, like that is some you have done some very shady shit, Vince, in these last couple of months. But this is the shadiest of shit. People move their families to work for you. And this is what the fuck you do. Supposedly for a I can't even call him a man. A old ass motherfucker is what I'm gonna <laughs> call him. That supposedly values family and all this bullshit. Yeah. Think about what the fuck you're doing. Obviously you won't. Who the fuck are we? You don't even listen to us. You never watched NXT. No. You don't give a shit. Don't care about the fans. Yeah. So I, I'm just fucking over it. This company is gonna. I think I said it to y'all. I did say it to y'all. Probably the final nail in the coffin. Like they've lost a lot of respect. And unfortunately, it's it's all because of Vince. He's He's fucking up the WWE name. So, I, I don't think there's no coming back from this. It's, it's, it's fucking over, man. Like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I haven't cared for a while, but there was always a little bit of a chance that they could turn it around. There's no turning this around. I don't think WWE's over. I think NXT's over. <laughs> oh, I think WWE's over, dude. I don't. There's, uh, there's a lot of people saying that that they're getting ready to sell the company. I keep on forgetting that. <laughs> I'm just focused on like all the bad shit, but that's the only way it's going to get saved is if it sells and whoever takes it over, they just fucking realize all the wrong shit Vince did and overturns it. But yeah, we'll have to see what happens. It's not looking good. But goodbye. Uh, well, I've heard I've heard uh, maybe Fox is interesting. Yeah, Fox could do it. But <laughs> whoever takes it they're gonna well, have take it off the peacock. Box bought it. Oh. <laughs> well, probably yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see, man. It's it's going to be a rough road, but a lot needs to happen. And it's going to be a while before we see all that. So now that we got all those moments and thoughts in there on this fucking bullshit, we're going to go on to some good shit. And I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for Dynamite. All right. Uh, sorry, I had some technical issues uh, on, my, <laughs> on my iPad. Uh, so, I I actually have two moments for Dynamite. I hit my double chin. Uh, <clears throat> I've got two moments for Dynamite. I'm going to talk about the first one, and if you guys don't don't talk about it, I'll, I'll just go through my second one after you do yours, Freddie. Uh, so, my my first one is the uh, opening match with uh, Brian Danielson against uh, against uh, Pan- Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title, which went up about twenty nine minutes. Uh, this match they had the three judges at ringside. Uh, Jerry Lynn, Mark Henry, and Paul White, just in case it went the full 60 minutes. And they actually, you know, they, they, I, I think they wanted to make you think it could go the full time limit with having the judges out there. Uh, and I actually like this match better than the one that we saw the 60 minute time limit. Because <coughs> this one, they they were actually telling a a, a story with uh, uh, Brian Danielson trying to avoid uh, trying to and uh, avoid the buckshot lariat. Uh, he uh, would he kept he kept avoiding it. Uh, well, he kept avoiding by trying to. Uh, injured the arm of Hangman that he uses he, to do the lariat. And at one point, uh, it was uh, towards the, the latter end of the match, uh, Danielson was bleeding, and Hangman missed a buckshot. Right when he was about to hit it, Danielson just collapsed to to avoid it. But he collapsed as if, like, you know, he, were, he was tired and he was... Losing blood, which was actually a callback to a match that uh, Omega had with uh, Osprey uh, in New Japan, where uh, Okada was going. Uh, Okada was going for the uh, for the Rainmaker, and Omega collapsed out of the way of it. So that was a good callback for that. But in the end, Hangman did defeat. Danielson to retain the AEW world title, but not only that, he gave Danielson his first loss in AEW. Yeah. We we saw <laughs> the one hour match, obviously, at Winter's Coming. Yeah. And as much as we loved it, this was the better match. 
And I, it was just a little shocking to see Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, <laughs> the way he carried himself in this match and how weak he got and how over he was shook by Hangman and yeah. how aggressive he was in this match. So I think it just caught him off guard and it, it told a hell of a story. So yeah, definitely this is my favorite match that they have had. And I'm pretty sure it's not the last. So I can't wait to see what they decide to do next. Oh yeah. Yeah, really good shit there, man. So Yeah, especially when uh Hangman had Daniels Bryan in the like an avalanche fallway slam pin. That was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, man. There was a backflip while holding him. Yeah. It was just cool. Yeah. We saw a lot of shit that we don't think we'd ever seen from Hangman. And we've seen a lot of stuff from Danielson that we never thought we would see. So impressive shit. I love this. This is cowboy shit, but this is impressive shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good moment there. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed from Dynamite this week. Okay. My favorite match is a match we didn't think would be worth anything because we thought it was just MJF versus the jobber. Yeah. But no, it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the ring. CM Punk comes out. MJF leaves the ring. So CM Punk attacks Sean Dean, Captain Sean Dean. Basically, Sean Dean gets a win over MJF by disqualification. <laughs> so that breaks MJF's undefeated dynamite streak. He's 0 1 for the year, messes his record all up. <laughs> Yeah, th this was my other moment. Yeah, I loved it. And then they got into an argue, argue talking on the mic like they do. But the best line was when CM Punk told after MJF kept talking about going back to the other company. Uh, CM Punk goes, "Yeah, go back to the, go to WWE and get released quicker than you last in the bed." <laughs> <laughs> That was the line of the night. I couldn't help it. Yeah, he, he said you, you'll be you'll be on night four of a buy one get one free extravaganza, <laughs> which is a knock at WWE selling like two for one tickets to their their New York event that they had. Yeah, yeah, I just thought that was a genius move, getting yeah. him a loss I, by attacking Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I found it funny that with this moment that happened here, MJF starting off the year 0-1 after such a perfect run, <laughs> it has to be eating him alive. Oh, um, you know what does? It, it, that was it, his first singles loss on Dynamite. Yeah. So, it's cool, man. I, f I fucking enjoyed the O and one there and how they're playing it off. It's it's fucking amazing. And I love how they keep on finding ways 
to make this story better. And I'm I'm excited for CM Punk because this led to him getting into a match with Wardlow next week. And yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Wardlow is a badass motherfucker. So this means one of these two guys is going to get their first loss. No, Wardlow's not undefeated. He lost to Cody in the cage. Yeah. (laughs) But this would be a shock. It's going to be a shock either way. Because either... It's going to be CM Punk's first loss. Or Wardlow's first loss in a while. And not only Wardlow's first loss in a while. CM Punk's biggest win, I would say. Because just look at the size difference. It's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be really fucking good. I I think this might be where uh, where uh, Warlow turns on MJF, just because MJF keeps avoiding CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. I think Warlow is gonna feed MJF to CM Punk. Yeah, and it's gonna be a hell of a thing if it happens, but. We don't have to wait long for it. It's going to happen on Wednesday, so it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, I'm going to get a lot of hate. And that's fine. We all have our own opinions. Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho for the championship. Unfortunately, I knew from the very beginning that Jade was going to win. And I hated that I knew. You can't show her daughter on screen. Right. And then have her lose. She's going to take a loss. I don't know. I don't want to sound like an asshole. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She's too green. She's not ready to be in this position. She needs a lot more work. I know people are behind her. And I know why people are behind her. And I can admire that. Because everybody has pride for who they are. Hispanic pride. Black pride. Everybody has pride. This is going to sound bad because of history and shit. But white pride. Everybody has pride. It's understandable. It's all good. I can respect it. But because of everything that has happened with Big Swole, it's, it's all too recent. I think they did it because they felt they were in a position that they needed to do it because of the comments of Big Swole being a big factor in making this decision. It should have been Ruby 
you want to bring these people in and push them. But then you do this type of shit just because of not looking bad, which I can understand as a company, but people are going to be disappointed either way. I'm disappointed in the decision of putting it on Jade because of everything that probably influenced the decision. I don't think it was their first choice of having her win. It should have been Ruby all along. People are calling for it. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think Ruby should have won it. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I've never, I haven't been sold on Jade from the beginning, but this isn't because of that. It's, it's just because of everything else. Is, it's what's making it. A bad choice in in my eyes because why would you let people that are no longer in the company influence you in this way? I hope it doesn't last long. I don't know what kind of plans they have for her to keep this title, but. I hope it doesn't last long. And the reason I went with this is because we got to show both sides of AEW. I, I will stick by AEW. They have done a lot of amazing shit in these last two plus years. They just need to stay on track. They need to focus on what they do and what they do best, which is Making their own decisions and not letting anybody in. And that's it. It was, it was a, it's, it's been a lot of shit going on. And I know they're going to do better. I just hope they do it quick because Jade is not it for me. I understand. A lot of people are happy with it. It's just not for me. I've said it many times. Yeah. So uh, okay. So just to put this into perspective, uh, Ruby Saw has been in the business for eleven years. Jay Cargill has only been in the business eleven months. Yeah. How can you go from? Having a person that's been in in the business eleven years and not getting a decent push because she hasn't to someone who's been doing this a total of eleven months and just because of pride and other shit, you make this decision. I'm just bummed out that this was the decision that had to be made. It, it, it I wouldn't even blame Tony for it because he's just trying, he's just putting on the best face he can. And if this is what he had to do, I'll, I'll, 
I'll get by and I'll ride with this choice, but I hope you have something good in store for us because, and not only for us and for Ruby, because she obviously deserves it as well. So I just hope they're able to move on from it, put on some awesome matches, give us what we deserve and give them what they deserve. So that's unfortunately my bummer moment for dynamite which is <coughs> because normally i'm praising it but this one thing wasn't the best for me this week so now that we're on the rampage we have to talk about ray phoenix breaking his arm <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's not broken i don't know what happened but it, it was bad uh, th- thankfully Thankfully, the yeah, uh, it's not fractured. Yeah, we we thought it was broken because it was nasty looking. It went <laughs> yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah, at the elbow. Yeah, it, yeah so it snapped back at the elbow. Ray Phoenix was choked down through a table by Luchasaurus, and when he landed, his his arm went the way it shouldn't shouldn't go. Hell no. No arm should go that way. No. No. But he he thought it was also broken at first because that's what he put out on Twitter and Instagram. But after spending the night in the hospital and being observed and x-rays and all of that, there was no break. It was just an unfortunate circumstance and He's going to take the time to heal, but it's not going to take as much time as he thought it would initially. I would say a month or two. And, yeah. And he's already said that this, the, they're coming back for the titles to just defend them with pride because uh-huh. he he wants this shit. And it's going to happen. So, yeah, I just can't wait for him to back. Wish him a speedy recovery, and we will be happy to have him back. So, I don't know what's happening here. We're getting double Johnnies. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My laptop just decided to come back up. Hold on. I think it was throwing me off a little bit. I, mean, I lost my camera there for a little bit. Okay. Had to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like we've been having a couple of issues today. But that's fine. We're back now. You only have one now. (laughs) We only got one Johnny now. All right. (laughs) Well, now that we've gone through those moments of dynamite, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Rampage. Okay. Uh, So the... My first uh, one, my moment was also the first match on on Rampage, which was Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. Uh, and I, I I liked this match. They they put on a really good match. Uh, I like that uh, Excalibur. He mentioned that that Adam Cole and Jake Atlas used to work on the same. They were on the same TV show. But they never faced each other, which of course he's talking about in the NXT. Uh, 
the original NXT. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Jake Adams got a lot of offense here. Uh, unfortunately, he also suffered an injury at the at the end of the match. He went for a he went uh, he did a springboard onto Adam Cole and, and hurt his knee. And uh, in fact, Adam Cole couldn't even couldn't even get him up for the Panama Sunrise. Yeah, uh, because uh, you know that involves for both the wrestler and the opponent to help help each other out. Uh, but uh, Atlas couldn't even lift his leg, so so Adam Cole just <clears throat> he just turned into a submission, like a heel hook type of move. And got the win that way. And it appeared at the end. And see, this is what Freddie was talking about too. Whether it's a it's a real a real injury or cafe, because at the end they were teasing uh, a Red Dragon, a Fish, and O'Reilly and Cole were were gonna gang up on on Atlas uh, and and beat him down. Uh, but that's until uh, Orange Cassidy came out. Came out to stop them. So yeah, so and uh, Jake Atlas, he did have an MRI on his knee. I and, and did you see anything, Freddie, of how that came out? Uh, I, I know I did. I didn't. No, I don't think they've released any other information on it right now. Uh, okay, I think it's still too soon to tell. Yeah, but. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it's not worst case scenario, I think, but it's still going to take some time for him to heal up and come back. I know I wasn't sold on Jake Atlas whenever he was in NXT as much. It, just, I think he was one of the ones that was held down in NXT. He was never fully allowed to have the caliber of match that he could have had. Right. And in one match in AEW against Adam Cole surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. All the shit he did, I never saw him do anything like that in NXT. If he had done that shit in NXT, I would have been the biggest Jake Atlas fan. He won me over with this one match. And that's why it's a shame that he got injured. Because he probably made a lot of fans that night. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did. He, he, yeah, but... He, Definitely. He also did this stuff in NXT. Y'all just wasn't watching back then when I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> True. This is before it went to shit, but he had, he had a couple good matches with Kushida. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that, and he was in the uh, in the the tournament, the cruiserweight for the tournament. interim. Yeah, but that's when y'all wasn't watching. I was watching by myself back then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're probably right. We just yeah. weren't watching, but 
there there's a reason maybe why we weren't watching. I don't know. It's 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 all in the past. There's no need to go back to that anymore. It's all about. Well, now we're not all not watching, so now we're all even. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it's it's all about the future. And he's only 27 years old. So the last thing I'm going to say about it is awesome match. Made a lot of fans. Earned a lot of respect that night. Maybe work on your conditioning a little bit more to avoid these kind of injuries. Adapt better to the style is what I would say. Because you want to go hardcore. You just need to leave, need to be a little bit more careful about. And uh, this was only his second match in in uh, AEW. His first yeah. on TV. It's it the first match he had. He he defeated Serpentico and on uh, Dark. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna be a star here for sure, and a fucking took on Adam Cole, so. Okay, I do. Instant classic, I would say. It's rewatchable. It's it's all there. So we just wish him a speedy recovery and hope he's able to come back soon. So that was your moment, right, Johnny? I got into it too much. Yes, that was my moment. <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. Awesome moment. Unfortunately, ended the way it did. But before that, it was fucking amazing. So. Now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew, and I think I know what moment he's going to take. Me too. Do, you, do you really? Let's find out. Well, we had four <laughs> matches on here, so. Are you a hooker? Actually, I am, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this kid. Send hook. Send hook. <laughs> uh, we were watching the match he had against Aaron Solo of course he won he got the tap out by the Red Rum which they renamed the Taz Mission the Red Rum we were watching this and me and the intern had the same thought at the same time this kid reminds me of another kid who debuted two years ago 2019 Dominic Mysterio their fathers are great wrestlers and they just come up and make these, these, uh, they're both popular real quick, make these great debuts and all this, good matches. And then it got me uh, thinking, I want to see Dominic and Hook go at it. Oh. <laughs> I can see that. Actually, I mean, yeah. 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 That's a, but that's I was thinking how much those two are similar that they have legendary fathers that are, Icons in the wrestling business, they learn by, from their dad. They do the same moves as their dads. And okay, I, I, they I would, would just say, make. Yeah, that'd be a great match. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would say that maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm just as I'm just gonna put this. Just gonna say, I know it's a long time, but in ten years, that that's gonna be a main event on an AEW pay per view. It could be. Five years, maybe. I w- I would say five years. I mean, it's it would be cutting it close, 
because a lot of moves would have to be made for that to happen. They're both around the same age. Yeah. They're in their, they're in their early 20s. Yeah. Right. But it just has future. I did notice it until he mentioned it. <laughs> the intern mentioned it like, yes, he does remind me of Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Five years. I can wait five years for this match. <laughs> yeah, man. What, what what can I say about Hook? I, I'm just going to say something I heard earlier today. It's rare to get someone like Hook that comes in and in three matches, hell, since the first match, has people wrapped around his finger. Mm-hmm. Yep. I someone even called him a prodigy earlier today. Like you got Taz on your side, obviously, because he's your dad, and he has a lot of connections because of what he's done in his career. So you probably had the perfect circumstances of people training you, of Taz being your dad, and just natural talent. I'm excited. And another thing I heard today was if they were to put a title on him now, Nobody would disagree with that decision. Yeah, I I, I, I know what you're talking about. Too. I, I heard the same thing from the same person. Yeah, he, and he agrees that that may, maybe not the world title, but the TNT title. Yeah. But if they were to put the world title on, would <laughs> yeah. I be mad? Fuck no, I wouldn't. No. In fact, I don't think a lot of people would be mad at that right now. <laughs> yeah. Because the right moves are being made. Like, he got in Cody's face. That match is supposed to happen soon. It's it's all right there for Hook, man. Like, it just comes naturally to him. He's got the people behind him. He's won us over. I just want to see him face Cody already. I know they're doing this Sammy thing, but if they were to make it a triple threat, (laughs) if Hook were to show up and be like, hey, Sammy, I know you just won, but I've also put my sights on Cody, and I'm just as good as you, if not better, I don't know how they would do that because he's never spoken. <laughs> we don't know what Hook sounds like. So I don't know exactly how they would do it, but whatever they decide to do, it's going to work. And as much as I love Sammy Guevara, because like I said, I'm buying that bomber jacket. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good match. He could even be like, you want to take on Cody? I also want to take on Cody. 
put that interim on the line. And he just takes it from him. And then ends up being Cody Hook. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> no. I would quite love that, actually. I just want to see this kid succeed. Because it's been a while since we've had someone come in like that and just take everybody's attention. So, yeah, I'm happy for Hook. And we're going to have to share that moment, man. Because... Of just the badass that hook is. So, yeah, lots of good stuff from AEW this week again. A couple of things that need to be worked on. Was that your moment, too? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, okay. Hey, <laughs> I was just hooker. wondering. I'm a hooker. We're sharing that moment. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I like hook, too. So we'll do that or go with the hose, you know, Reho and Soho. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> he went there. He, yeah, he made a joke. Yeah, Ruby Soho and Reho. Yeah, it was a good one. Was and a I'm, good. Surprised, was I'm good. surprised no one else has thought of it this week. Mm, a little controversial, <laughs> but you do. <laughs> that's what I do. But that's what we do here, you know. We start shit, we finish it. It's all that shit. So let, let, let you hookers and hoes know how I feel. <laughs> hookers and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Podcast, hookers and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We just love hook. So we're all in that boat. But like I said, lots of good shit from AEW this week. A couple of things that need to get cleared up. But I'm pretty sure they will sooner than later. So hope everybody was able to enjoy it. And like every week, let's see if we can do it. It is time to stump the brain. <clears throat> okay. Since we mentioned William Regal today, William Regal is fired from WCW in 1998. Refusing to sell to what wrestler? Goldberg. Yes, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because this was during Goldberg's uh, 100 plus undefeated streak, whatever it was. And uh, Regal, he, he is one of the best wrestling minds out there and he and he he didn't want to go for it he he didn't want to he, he he didn't care about no undefeated streak no. right he wanted he wanted to go out there and have have a have a match and he and he didn't want to lose to him that's a weird one i what can I say? Like, William Regal. I didn't want to get into it. I, I have thoughts on William Regal. All good thoughts. Don't get me wrong. But I was a bit young to be like, I understand why William, William Regal is so good. I hated William Regal so much. 
But now that I'm a grown up and I look at it in a different way, it's it's like MJF or Corbin. So yeah, he was so good at being a heel that you hated him, but in the best way possible. Did y'all see? Not not to move away from it, but. Did y'all see the TikTok I sent y'all about MJF? Him at the meet and greet with the little kid. Uh, yes. I don't. Uh, I, I, yes. I didn't. I think I missed that one. You need to go check it out. It's fucking hilarious. He's arguing what the kid looks like. All of six years old, maybe uh-huh. yeah. six, seven, and six, he seven, in like his face, just yelling and. It's it's fucking hilarious. MJF staying in character, but he almost broke. You saw him laugh a little bit in between, but he quickly snapped back into character and put the kid down from the chair after he took the picture, obviously. Get out of here. <laughs> Go away. And the little kid just takes off. <laughs> yeah. He flipped off the little kid, too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He flicked off the little kid. And the kid did it back, but with two fingers, kind of like Jeff Hart style. And like, that's not how you do it. More MJF rage. It's fucking hilarious. But yeah, that was uh, like the same thing William Regal used to do. He's He was good at getting under people's skin. And I remember him doing that a lot for me. So in the moment, I hated him so much. But then I grew up, and I remember. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing over there. <laughs> yes, yeah, Regal, Stephen Regal, the real man's man. <laughs> A real man. Yeah, so it's an unfortunate situation that he was also let go, but that's just something else that Triple H needs to take under consideration of the amazing things he can do with people like William Regal, Samoa Joe, everybody else, Road Dog, like he can he can do many things. Road Dog can go and. New Age Outlaws reunion in AEW. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities. So we'll just have to see where it all goes. It's going to take a little bit of time, but not as much time as we think. So I'm, I'm excited, even though it's a bit of a bad situation and I am bummed out. I'm at the same time excited about it because of what's to come. So. All this over a question. Look at where what it led to. <laughs> good move on Johnny. He got that one pretty quick. He is the brain after all. So, like always, if you have any questions or comments, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. Don't forget to give us a like on Twitch. At WrestleLost, we're also doing our thing there. So lots of moves being made 
this new year. A lot of work in progress that we're doing. So hope everybody was able to enjoy their weekend, enjoy what's left of it, and we will come at you on next weekend with our thoughts of the week. So until then, have a good one. See you next week. Check you later.